It could well trigger a new era for our national game. The Gaelic Players Association met formally for the first time in Belfast last night. Players probably feel it's time that maybe some of their ideas were heard. The Breakaway Gaelic Players Association and the GAA hierarchy seem set on a collision course tonight. And the official recognition agreement between the GAA and GPA uh, provides for um, joint commercial ventures. The player development programme that's in place is something that's vital to the well-being of our players. You do your utmost to, to serve the members and uh, that excites me a whole bunch. Every day, you know, we're working with players. They're the centre of everything that we do. You're very welcome along to the Players Voice, a podcast brought to you by the Gaelic Players Association. My name is Kieran McSweeney, the head of communications at the Gaelic Players Association, and I'm usually joined by my co-host Colin Begley, the Leash footballer. But Colin has got other things to be worrying about this weekend. Um, Leash playing Westmead in the Leinster Championship. Obviously, we can't wish him the best of luck as the GPA. We're completely neutral in these things, but hopefully, Colin will be back with us the next time around on the Players Voice. Look, it's been a very big day for the Gaelic Players Association with the launch of a new official charity partnership with Cleaners Foundation. And joining us on the podcast this week are from Cleaners Foundation. We've got Brendan Ring, who is the co-founder of the charity, and he's going to tell us a little bit about the background of Cleaners Foundation and also about this partnership. We're also joined by a Cleaners Foundation ambassador and ex-Limerick hurler, Shane Dowling, and also in his first official engagement as CEO of the GPA, by Tom Parsons um, and delighted to be joined by Tom as well. I have to say that he's my boss now, so I have to say that I'm delighted to be joined by him. He, he actually wasn't supposed to be a guest at all. He insisted that he was coming on the podcast today. Um, but look, we'll talk about the, the charity partnership first up. Um, Brendan, you might just give us a little bit about the background to Cleanest Foundation and the, the, the founding of the charity to begin with and where you've come in that time. And then we'll move on to the, the partnership with the GPA. Thanks, Kieran. Uh, great to get a chance to talk to you guys. Um, the background to the charity, unfortunately, is a very sad one. Um, my wife, Terry, and I had two children, uh, Colm and Cleana. And um, when Cleana was seven years of age, um, unfortunately, she was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumour. Um, uh, in our lives, everything was well. We, we, we were a happy family, all healthy until... Cleaner went to school one Friday morning um, and, and came home that evening having bumped into her blackboard. We investigated further and we were moved to Limerick Hospital. From We were based in Limerick, uh, County Limerick, and on Sunday we were transferred to uh, Cork University Hospital where unfortunately Cleaner was diagnosed with that tumour. Um, obviously devastating for us as a family. Uh, very hard to take on board, very hard to comprehend, but we found ourselves in that position. And uh, as I said, Keenan was only seven at the time. I, I suppose a lot of years have passed since then, uh, but unfortunately, poor Keenan uh, died um, just before his 16th birthday on the 2nd of December. Uh, r r devastating time, obviously. Uh, and particularly uh, when she was diagnosed maybe seven, eight years earlier, we were, we were always very hopeful that she would make it, but she, she didn't. Um, 
and, and I suppose I jumped through seven or eight years there, but effectively, Kalina started her journey in Cork, as I said, but that that started then, she was diagnosed in, in, on November, in January of the following year, uh, we found ourselves trucking up and down to Dublin, to Crumlin for a year and a half of chemotherapy with Kalina, and uh, a di difficult journeys, a uh, long time with her, but, and she, she did get through that, that year and a half and the tumour kind of settled down and kind of life started to come back to some normality but unfortunately it did start to kick up now and then during her life and she had several uh, surgeries down in Cork and she had encephalitis so she wasn't able to move the fluid in her brain so she had these shunts that were basically keeping her alive they used to kick up quite a bit for her and as I said they were a lifeline and, and a lot of times we had we had to rush the surgery and rush from Cork to Limerick or Limerick to Cork with her. Uh, but that went down for numerous years. We got used to it as a family and going forward to um, 2006, the summer of 2006, and always around this time in July when the weather was great and everybody was happy. Unfortunately, we weren't. Uh, we had to go to Cork with Tina, thinking that it was one of these shunts that was kicking up. But after spending maybe a couple of weeks of several more investigations and MRIs, we were told that the tumour had got nasty, that it had it had changed from, not alone was it inoperable, that it had gone to a grade four, and that she had to have immediate surgery to try and save her life. Uh, we had no choice but to have that surgery, even though, as I said, it was inoperable, but we had the surgery, and unfortunately, that was around late July, early August, Kleena never recovered. She was in a coma until the 2nd of December, and she died. But that's the background. But but as a result of that, and as a result of Kina's herself and the type of child she was, and uh, she was unbelievable. To, I, I couldn't describe her, what, what she was like. She was just an inspiration, re really strong, left a huge impact in all our lives, particularly Terry and I and her brother Colm. But after she had died, there was a huge outpouring in the community for Kina, and they wanted to do something. So we had a fundraiser, and on that night, I think we raised something like 50 or 60,000 euros and we were asked what we wanted to do with it. And we said, look, we want to give that back somehow. And on our journey, we had met lots of families with a lot of sick children in Cork, in Limerick, in Dublin. And one of the things that struck us was that, you know, the children were an awful lot of the time on their own in hospital beds. And like, it was hard to get our heads around that. And, and um, one particular situation, I, I remember meeting a man from Waterford and we had a chat in Dublin in Crumlin when, when in, in the oncology ward. And like he went on to tell me that he, he had to hire a taxi to drive from Waterford to Crumlin to look, look after his child going through chemotherapy. And that man stuck in my mind. And unfortunately, many years later, Kleena passed away and there was no cry to do something to help somebody. So I thought of him and I said, there's so many other families. So Terry and I went to help these families. And effectively, that's what we've been doing since 2008, um, supporting families with the non-medical expenses of having to step away from their work, step out of their lives, start traveling the, the long journeys of uh, from all parts of the country. And fortunately, we have um, center of excellences uh, of hospitals here in Dublin, uh, both in Crumlin and in Temple Street, where most of the very sick children end up. But they're all coming from, uh, more, a lot of the children are coming from Dublin, obviously, but outside of Dublin. So how does a family like us in Limerick or that man in Waterford and from Mayo and Donegal and all these places, how can they afford to chuck up and down that road day in, day out, week in, week out, 
month in, month out, and year in, year out. We were on this journey, and I call it a journey because it was a journey, and we had some great times with Clean Eye. I'm not trying to be full of uh, despair. We had, but the, the outcome, as I said, was was deadly, awful, awful altogether. But so we, what we do now is we raise money to help families to be with their children in these hospitals. For, for looking after them, taking time off work, paying wages, paying hotel bills, looking after fuel bills, looking after the parking costs. And never forget, there's all the bills at home that still exist, the mortgage, the, the oil, in, the oil in, in, in the tank at home. Who's going to look after all of that? We can't do it all. We don't claim to. We're just trying to help in a small way. But I, I, I'm glad to say we've in, in 31 of the 32 counties, we've helped over 900 families as of today. And what we want to do is to continue that work. And that's why we're working with you guys in the GPA to try and help us to raise much needed funds, particularly this time again, when the, 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 the outpouring of families requiring help has gone through the roof and COVID has hit and all those things. But we're glad to say that the GPA, the WGPA have come together to say, let's help these families. Because at the end of the day, um, you are a family. The GPA, WGPA is a family itself. And like we are a charity that helps the families. We look after the families to make sure they can spend valuable time with these children and some of the stats that people might want to know, there are 4,000 families with children that have got life-limiting illnesses. And that number remains constant, Kieran. And the reason that it remains constant is because every year, 400 children are diagnosed with a life-limiting limiting illness. And unfortunately, 400 children die. And I, I can only put in our in our perspective, even though I've seen it now over 14 years with all these 900 families, um, Kleena was diagnosed when she was seven. Uh, so she was diagnosed as one, as a child with life-limiting illness. And in 2006, she died from that life-limiting illness, unfortunately, an inoperable brain tumor. And now we've gone through that journey. We've gone through the pain. We understand it. We've now got all these families that are also going through it and many, many more. And all we want to do, and it's our passion in life, is to help these families in any way that we can. And unfortunately, it's financial support that we need, and we need to help these guys, these families. You know, it's immediate help that they need, not 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 help down the line. These diagnoses happen overnight. Cleaning went to school on a Friday, and on Sunday, my wife had given up her job, and Cleaner was diagnosed with a brain tumor. It's it's such a, a sad story, such a powerful story, but such an inspirational story as well that. Um, you're doing this in the memory of Kleena and I suppose uh, that's the legacy that she's left behind is is Kleena's foundation. Tom, when you hear Brendan talking there, I'm going to ask you a very stupid question because I think it's very obvious. Why did we as the GPA decide to partner with, with Kleena's? Yeah, I suppose just firstly, just huge respect for Brendan and Terry. You know, I can only imagine being, um, being a young dad myself, the, the pain and the suffering and the challenges that you guys faced over the years. Um, I don't understand, um, but I just have huge admiration for you channeling that that pain and, and, and suffering and, and, and using, that, using it to help other people, you know, and 
the definition of compassion when you look at it is is taking action to alleviate the suffering of others and that's exactly what you're doing and you know i think everything that you said really echoes the why behind we felt and the gpa felt compelled to partner uh, with cleanest foundation um the work you do is very unique it's across every county in in ireland and and you know we've we we've amazing our, our intercounty players are you know, incredible people, not just what they give to the game, but the role models and they are in communities and schools. And, you know, even coming into this role, something I'm really passionate about and proud of is is the amount of times I see players, you know, visiting, let, let it be the Crumlin Children's Hospital or local hospitals, you know, trying to put a smile on the faces of children who who are suffering and who are critically ill and and players do this all the time um and you know so this this really feels like like a perfect fit um and we're just we're just delighted um you know and today we launched we launched you know our new logo um but the bigger part was launching launching this partnership and we're just so proud to be associated with um a purpose-driven organization um, such as Cleaners Foundation and, you know, even Brendan and Terry, I know you do this completely 100% on a voluntary basis and put a huge amount of effort into this. So, um, look, it's really, it's really excited, exciting. Any any of the players that we've talked to um, are fully behind you guys and, you know, above and beyond, um, you know, supporting and driving some fundra- much needed fundraising activities. I think I think the awareness piece is is huge. And we often are guilty of just thinking about medical costs, but the unforeseen costs of travel, of hotel stays, of fuel, of, you know, um, life mortgages, like it just doesn't cross people's minds. So I can I can completely, you know, just listening to your story, uh, Brendan, you know, it completely makes sense. So, you know, Karen, from our from my perspective, just really proud, um, inspirational story and just really keen to, I suppose, get cracking. Well, this is it. Um, launched today, but as you say, get cracking in terms of the the driving the awareness of the partnership and of cleaners and the fundraising side of things. Look, we've set a ambitious target of €100,000 to raise over the course of the next 12 months. We'll be in touch with all squads in the coming weeks and months on that around how they can get behind us and, and support us. Um, Shane Dowling, um, you're an ambassador um, for Cleanest Foundation. You have uh, a, a history with the organisation and association with them. Tell us why you got involved, Shane, um, first up, and your thoughts on this partnership between the GPA and Cleanest. Yeah, thanks, Kieran. Um, so I suppose I think it's probably seven or eight years ago at this stage, uh, I met Brendan through a I suppose an employee, an employee of Brendan's and a best friend of mine, Kevin Downs, who's working for Brendan. And uh, I just got to know Brendan at, at that stage. And I suppose the, the relationship grew from there, really. And um, I suppose over over the coming years from then, uh, you know, Brendan was obviously, I, I'd obviously heard about cleaners. And uh, so I just got chatting to Brendan on, on different levels and Terry. And I suppose our relationship grew after that. And then I was, you know, I just see the professionalism that they bring as a charity. And I suppose I was I was honored when, when they asked me, would it be a brand ambassador? And then I'm also a member of, of their, their board as well. Um, so listen, I suppose I'm heavily involved. And the reason being is very simple. At, at that time, I was obviously 
I had the blinkers on. I was still in the intercounty bubble and having time for much other things, I suppose, isn't easy. But I think you heard it yourself there, yourself, your, your, yourself and Tom. Just when you listen to Brendan speak about the charity and the impact that it's had on his lives and what they're looking to do, I mean, it's impossible not to. Uh, it's impossible not to get involved. And, um, you know, over time, what, just, you know, we have developed as a charity. And one of the key things that, that they decided to do two years ago, just before COVID started, was indeed that you know they wanted to hand deliver checks to these families because at times there was there were so many applications coming in uh, there was families looking for funding and if we're, you know they were aware of cleaners they were aware that they could get funding but I suppose they didn't really know where the money was coming from so we decided to go out and meet these people and tell them where the money was coming from and what we were doing to raise the money and I can only speak from my experience unfortunately. You know, I was only able to do a number of calls because, you know, obviously COVID came in then and it put, it put a staff to that. But I'll never, I'll never forget my first, um, my first call. Uh, I went down to a house. I told them that I was that I was from cleaners and I was just going to call to them. I didn't tell them I had a check. I didn't tell them I had any money for them. And um, I called out to the house and I produced a check to the family. And the mother just broke down crying on the table in front of me. And, you know, she was saying that she was heavily embarrassed and all this, you know, that she was broke down crying. Her her son, who was who was very ill and her husband were, were away at the time. So it was just me and her in the house. And uh, it was it was just unbelievable to see. And that money at that time for that woman and her family was literally like giving her the giving her the, the, the lotto numbers because it just meant so much to them. She was at her wits end with all the costs. She didn't know where every, she had turned to everybody at that stage. She didn't want to turn to anyone else. She couldn't turn to anyone else because she'd already everybody else hit. And uh, I just saw the impact that it had on, on, on families. And I've been to, to five or six houses now at this stage and every family is the same, Kieran, to be honest with you. And like, don't forget that Clean As is the only charity in Ireland that give financial assistance to families for all the non-medical costs. And, uh, you know, this, this this partnership that we're after, you know, getting here with, with yourselves, uh, it's huge for us as a charity. It's brilliant for the GPA. I think it's a win-win on both both sides. But as, as Tom said to me earlier on, or it could have been you, Kieran, this is the, the easy part of the launch. The next part is to try to get the funding in now and create awareness. And this is one other small thing. Um, I, I did something on TV for cleaners there two years ago, and I, I remember saying to Brendan, "Geez, Brendan, you know this must bring in a, a you know a nice few quid that the viewership was quite high." And he said, "It's actually the opposite." He said, "What happens is when you do things like this, the awareness becomes higher, the demand for funding is greater, but then trying to get the the, the finance in to 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 go at all that can be quite difficult." So. Uh, it's it's brilliant and the awareness is huge, but we need to get the funding in. We need to get you know checks to all these families, and we're currently giving fifteen hundred euros to these families. But our our, our ambition is to get it to ten thousand euros, and to, to to be able to cover the four hundred families. There's a bit of work involved, but we're prepared to do it. Certainly, and look, I think um, you, you'll have our backing in terms of that and our, and our support in that. Brendan, we were delighted as well at Croke Park today to have Susan um, Daly Ahern and Olivia Daly with us as well um, to yeah. help launch the partnership. And it was great for us, I suppose, to, to talk to one of the, the families who cleaners have supported. Um, but uh, Olivia was the star of the show um, today at Croke Park. Yeah, no, like... It's always difficult for us to ask these families to to attend, you know, events like this today, uh, but it's necessary uh, because they are the people uh, 
that we are trying to support. And, you know, uh, Terry and I know the complete background to that family. And you see today all the smiles and Olivia there. And I can tell you for sure, you know, life's tough in that family. And they're, they're trying to give something back to us because uh, we supported them with financial help when they were at their lowest point. I mean, literally had borrowed money, had sold even their mobile home, had to travel to the UK on several occasions and literally maxed their credit cards. And thankfully, we just came in unknown, unknown, unknowing that at the time and received a check for us that, that allowed them to continue to look after Olivia. And it was brilliant to see Susan there today and, and Olivia herself. And look, Susan is so committed and she understands the problem so well that, again, like earlier on, we invited Shane onto the board at Cleaners because we need people to help and really help. We also invited on uh, Olivia, uh, um, Susan to help us because she knows exactly the, the effect that this money has. And she's helping us to get inside the, the minds of the families to make sure we're doing all the right things. And, and that's why they were there today to say kind of a little bit of, we are one of those families, which is a very brave thing to do, I might add, because a, a lot of people don't want to say, I had to get a handout or I, I, I somebody had to kind of give me a check to pay a bill or whatever. It's, I, I have to highly commend them. And like, we all met them today and like, you know, all full of smiles and they made a huge uh, sacrifice today to be with us. Um, you know, uh, I can't go into the details, but I, I'm telling you that they did sincerely. And it was great they were there. And look, she, Olivia is a star of the show. She's an unbelievable child. And what she has gone through and is going through is just, it's just, it's mind blowing. Do you know what? It reminds me an awful lot of, of my own cleaner. Do you know what I mean? They're that kind of age group and seeing these children putting their best foot forward and smiling and like these kids are like I, I, I and and it's funny like I'm talking like to 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 to, to uh, the GAA fraternity as such and the GPA members I always consider the families we help and particularly the children we help as like the all stars of the other children that are well these are the special children that unfortunately get ill for whatever reason we nobody knows that but they're beacons out there for, for us in our lives and like Kleena changed my life completely. And I know Olivia has changed uh, Susan's life and her brother and her dad. I know that for a fact. Um, and, and like Kleena did for us and our extended family, they they show you what life's about. They show you what resilience is about. They show you how to get on with it. They show you so many things. Stop whinging and get on with it. And and I, I have to say, like in, in relation to this uh, charity partnership with the GPA, this is a tough situation to be in for these families, but this is a great new story that we have a, the family of the GPA, the WGPA supporting our family. I'm in, indebted to you guys. And look, I can't say any more than the families we help are brilliant. You, you guys have been super to us and I look forward to the year ahead and we will do whatever it takes to work with you, your members and extended members and families to make uh, achieve our goal and Tom said it be compassionate and to help these families in very very difficult times. Tom I'll let you have the, the final word before we leave Shane and Brendan go but but Brendan did say there that cleaners were indebted to us I don't think they have anything to be indebted to us about I think we'll certainly gain as much if not more from this partnership as they will. 
Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And yeah, I echo that. You know, Olivia, you know, um, showing up today and traveling from Limerick and full of smiles, just an amazing little girl and puts it all into perspective, you know. And we also had Lorraine Ryan, um, Galway Camogie. We had Maura O'Shaughnessy from Mead Football and Conor McKenna um, from Tyrone Football, you know, who all traveled up um, today as well to help raise awareness. And you know, I know a lot of our members listen to these podcasts and if you're thinking, well, what can I do? You know, we're going to have loads of opportunities during the year, but don't underestimate the power of a small action. It might be sharing um, a link or the number to donate. It might be donating four euros. It might be engaging in some of the um, some of the initiatives that we have or campaigns we have during the year. You know, everything counts, um, and it's the combination. I often think, Kieran, you know, what what makes anything, what what brings success. You know, even when you look at success over seventy minutes in the football field, it's not any one thing. It's not a big launch. It's not a a big play. It's the hundreds and thousands of little things that we do every day that makes a difference, and that's what will make this partnership work. So it was. Um, you know, my 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 words here, Kieran, is anyone listening to this podcast, um, you know, make take any action you can to support this incredible um partnership, this incredible um charity organization that makes makes a big difference to the most vulnerable, the most vulnerable um in in, in our in our society that needs our support. Yeah, one hundred percent, Tom. And um, look, uh, I know uh, Brendan and Shane. You guys are are um, are needing to get back down the road, so we're going to leave you go. Thank you very much indeed for your time at Croke Park today, um, and we will be talking to you regularly over the course of the the next twelve months. But look, it's much uh, much appreciated, and um, uh, and safe traveling. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kieran. And look, to our members out there, we will be in touch in the coming weeks and months around this partnership. There is a target of €100,000 there. Um, if you want to find out more about Cleaners, go to cleaners.ie. Um, you can follow some of the, the photography and some of the stories from today at hashtag GPA4. That's the number four, Cleaners. And to donate, you can also text families to 50300. We'll be back in just a few moments' time with a little bit more from new GPA CEO Tom Parsons. And we'll be talking about the new GPA brand that was revealed today as part of this um, charity partnership launch and also on why he's taken up this role as the, um, the top man in the GPA. The Gaelic Players Association, representing the interests of all intercounty players, protecting their welfare on and off the pitch and supporting their development as people. So, Tom, you're still with us. Um, we obviously looked at the, the key part of today and was that was the launch of the charity partnership with with Cleaners Foundation. But as part of that, our lockup logo with Cleaners, people will have noticed that there is a new GPA logo there. There's a new GPA brand, I suppose, which signifies a new chapter for the uh, the association following the merger with the WGPA back in December. Um, talk to us about the significance of the, I suppose, the reveal of the new brand and the new logo as such, and um, and the fact that look, it, it does feel like a bit of a, a new beginning for the GPA. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's really important, and today has been so positive. But you know, the the new logo is a key milestone in the journey of that merger of of our male and female players, and we just can't forget the significance of you know, you know, nearly two hundred players, you know, voting to merge um, our associations to near by nearly a hundred percent in private ballot. It just shows. Um, how progressive, mature, um, and, and and how much our 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 players value you know value um, e- equality, diversity, and inclusion in our games you know and and what's really powerful about our new brand is is a it really represents that equality piece um, that we're we're all one moving forward we're four thousand intercounty players that have that are experiencing you know very similar highs very similar lows and challenges um but more as well is that the the logo i think really has a young feel about it i feel you know a lot of players have have, have been involved in focus groups in what is the new branding of the gpa what does it look like and it's a lot of people might know but the colors actually stand for different pillars of what the gpa stands for you know the red actually stands for um representation and that means you know, having that energy and pride and passion in what we do as players on the pitch and off the field. Um, green, which often stands for kind of um, growth and change and security, um, is all about the development, uh, the development of players, not just uh, on the field, but but off the field. And the blue stands for the importance of welfare. Um, you know, that's protecting our physical, mental and emotional well-being. And that's a fundamental part of what the GPA does um, and does for players. And then and then the white um, is a color that really represents equality. So, you know, the logo means a lot. Um, it means a lot, certainly, to the team um, in the GPA who are, you know, is a fantastic internal team who deliver incredible uh, programs for players and um and really represent the represents the voice of the players. So it's a, it's an exciting exciting time. And also, Kieran, I suppose next Monday we're hosting our um, our AGM, um, and you know our new national executive committee will be elected. So I just I suppose a shout out to anybody listening to this podcast to uh, to please join that AGM next Monday. Um, if if you're if you're a member of the GPA and um, we're really looking forward to 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 that date. Just Tom, it's the first chance we've had to have you on the podcast since you took up the role as CEO. Um, was it a tough decision to put your hand up and um, put yourself forward for the role? And um, what were your th- what was the thought process uh, around that? No, like I suppose. My whole life, Kieran, as a player, and I hope I can connect with all our players because I think I've probably faced every high, low challenge, the good, the bad, the ugly that that a player can face um, in terms of the great days of you know playing in All Ireland final days, the heartache of not winning All Ireland, to you know the challenges that's presented to players when when you suffer a, a severe in, injury or get dropped or deselected from a squad. I've experienced all those things. And why I'm really passionate about the association is because, you know, when I needed the association 
you know, as a young 21, 22-year-old when, you know, I was deselected from the Mio team. I was suffering a chronic groin condition. I needed to build my self-identity and self-esteem to be much more than being, you know, an inter-county footballer. Uh, the GPA really had my back. Um, so I've engaged with the association for, for 10 years on different facets from uh, well-being to career focus to career development to leadership through some of the charity events and initiatives that we've done so you know this 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 just came at a, a really good time for me Karen. and the last number of years I've been you know on a voluntary basis really involved in the national executive committee I've been secretary chairman um a co-chair this year which has been uh you know fantastic so I just really believe in, in in the purpose of the of the GPA um and I want to I want to give back you know I've been working with Jacobs, um, a global company, um, as a people and culture manager for the last number of years, and I just believe that some of the programs that we run, um, that I've uh, that I've experienced, and that I can bring, I, I can maybe bring that back to to the association. So, just really excited to get started in the role. And look, I don't start till the twelfth of July, um, so I'm just blessed that there's been a there's fantastic leadership in the GPA. You know, Kieran Barrow's interim CEO. Um, you know, Paul Flynn as outgoing CEO. Um, there's there's just fantastic people in the GPA, fantastic professionals, and really looking forward to serving the players. Well, look, um, looking forward to, to to working alongside you in that regard. Um, thanks very much for um your time today, and thanks as well for cutting short your holiday down in Ballybunion to uh to perform your first official function as GPA GPA CEO, as you say, officially starting on the twelfth of July. The very best of luck with it, Tom, and thanks for everything. Thanks, Karen. And now we're going to hear from Jeffrey Lucino, sports dietitian for UPMC Sports Medicine in Pittsburgh. UPMC, of course, are our official healthcare partner. And Jeffrey is going to talk to us about the three P's of nutrition and how you can use them to help optimize your performance. Hi, my name is Jeff Lucino. I am a sports dietitian for UPMC Sports Medicine in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I want to talk to you about the three P's of performance nutrition. The first P is all about planning. You want to look at each day and map out what am I going to eat for breakfast, for lunch, for my pre-trained snack, my post-trained snack. Planning is a critical part of making sure that you're executing that first P to meet your goals. So the second P is going to be preparing for a performance. Snack-wise, what's your time frame before training? 30 to 60 minutes is a very appropriate time frame to have that carbohydrate-rich snack. It will be something like fruit, granola bar, just something very common to your body. You want to keep hydrated. So things like water, sports drinks, very valuable to have with you at all times. And the one number I give athletes, I always say, per hour of training, you want to drink as close to about a liter of fluid as possible. Another important piece of just the whole performance side is going to be the post, the recovery. This is where your muscles need the protein to help rebuild. Your body needs the carbohydrates to repair the glycogen stores, which is the carbohydrate stores. And of course, we need that fluid. So the last P is very, very important, and it kind of just kind of brings everything together. And that's all about promoting performance. So we're going to talk about hydration and sleep 
So here's a quick fact. 50% of athletes enter training dehydrated. What that means is slow reaction time, poor decision-making skills, low energy. So these are things that an athlete wants to avoid at all costs. So the last part of that promoting performance is gonna be sleep. And here's ways to maybe really endorse a better environment that's conducive for really good deep sleep. Create a quiet environment. Temperature, sleep routine. So again, sleep, very important. Take some of these tips, get better sleep, you'll get better performance. Well, thanks very much for, to UPMC for that message and we'll hear more from them in the next episode of The Player's Voice. Look, that's all we have time for on The Player's Voice for this episode. A very special episode to mark the launch of the partnership with Cleanus Foundation. And just to remind people, if you do want to get involved, just get in touch with us. We will be getting in touch with squads in the coming weeks and months about how you can help get behind this partnership. We have a target of 100,000 euro to raise. Um, you can also donate by going to cleanus.ie. You'll also be able to find out more about Cleanus there. And you can also donate by texting families to 50300. You can find out more as well by following the hashtag GPA4Cleaners. That's the number four, GPA4Cleaners. Thanks very much for listening and we'll be back again next time. And hopefully Colin Begley will be back in situ by then. Mm-hmm.